You are listening to The Three Intuitive Healers with Heather Nicholson, Angela Johnson, and Stephanie Gonzalez. Produced by The Three Intuitive Healers Show. Visit the3intuitivehealers.com for articles and podcast shows discussing our personal insights and sharing our experiences with you. It is our belief that every human is an intuitive and every human has the capacity to heal. We'll take you along with us on a journey of self-growth and healing so you too can open your mind, heart, and life to the healing magic within. Thank you for tuning in to the Three Intuitive Healers podcast show. I'm your host, Heather Nicholson. Angela Johnson. I'm Stephanie Gonzalez. So ladies, I had a um, a fun uh, evening the other night. I went to go see a, a TV uh, personality who's a psychic medium. She was over at a local improv and my husband joined me, my sister and my husband. And I haven't seen uh, too many psychic mediums doing platform readings. Platform readings are when the the medium or the psychic just literally stand on stage and just start uh, sending out information to the audience. And then they try to fine tune it to a person who can take it everything or most everything they're saying. Mm. And um, the evidence are also evidential mediums because they give evidence, which is um, um, facts that can be validated. So there's no channeling or anything, just standing up there and throwing the information out. And I, I never used to go, uh, I've always been interested in psychic mediums and I've, I've done uh, quite a few classes, but I, I don't go to hear from any relative or, or anybody. I'm going because for me, it's a learning experience, right? I want to see how they are delivering. I'm trying to apply what I've learned from very many different teachers on what you should or shouldn't do. And I don't even, I'm not even there to try to think about like, do I receive what they're received? It's really just about the audience and the psychic medium. Well, it was a couple of interesting things. One is the attendance was about 50% women and 50% men, which, mm. you know, in the years past would have been the majority would have been women, right? Yeah. And the age, the average age was over 50 by far. There were certainly some young people, but not in the majority. It was, uh, there was one very elderly lady, maybe seventies, eighties in front of us. Um, and, um, there was even a medical emergency in the group. Some ladies stopped breathing out, you know, that, that, that throws a little something in there, but what really caught my attention, um, again, was it was a good turnout. Again, this is just a local little improv and the majority of people being so much older. But another thing, ladies, uh, which was a common thread for the medium, probably 80, 80, 85% of the people she was talking about, these, these spirits that she was seeing, had either committed suicide or had died with a drug issue. And, you know, in a lot of these spirit, um, uh, groups and teachers, they always tend to say that the subject creates itself. The like-minded people come together for that healing. So even for the people who didn't get a message, maybe it was validating for them to know that there is no suffering for the people maybe who died under very difficult or, you know, traumatic experiences. So, um, you know, there certainly were tears. There was a lot of, um, of joy for people, but, um, in all, it was a good learning experience. Um, but I wanted to see about for both of you, have you ever visited, you know, a medium one-on-one 
or certainly like this, a platform? And what do you all think about psychic mediums? I haven't. So I, I, I know very little about this. I, I don't have a lot of experience. Um, I, I'm more inclined to believe mediums than I am channelers. Weirdly enough, in my little mental world, um, I, so in other words, I do believe, I do believe in mediums. I, I, I but I haven't actually had that experience. Um, what, Heather, what's, have what's you? the difference? Like, isn't a I don't know if that's a real difference. Or? I don't know if it's a real difference, but you know the people who don't read you and your loved ones they're like reading Michael Jackson and yeah. you're no, like well, see I, I don't that's not the way I see cha- channeling when I've I've been to a couple of channels and what they do is they lose themselves the the yeah. spirit comes in through them so their voice changes I've literally seen a face change in front of me mm. and a god um and there's some that you might want to laugh because um, you know, they're, they it's like hard to see kids. a person standing in front of you. Exactly. Yeah, you know, I, it's Heather. And all of a sudden she's speaking with an accent or in old English or whatever, then it, it just becomes almost comical at first until yeah. you really can adapt to it. So that's a hard, I agree with you. That's sometimes difficult to accept. I, yeah, I, and I know that this is partly coming because of the way I get information and I have felt myself, I have felt the information come through. I know it's real. I know what people, I, I totally get that, but it's never all of a sudden I start talking like, you know, an ancient Egyptian or, you know, a, a Cecil B. DeMille movie version of an ancient Egyptian. Cause all of a sudden people like don't use conjugations anymore. You know, they don't say wasn't, they say was not like all of a sudden that to me, I don't, to me, I believe that something that they may be doing to keep in touch with the stream of information. Cause I've seen chant. Okay. I haven't seen a lot, but I've seen like one channeler that I used to see on YouTube where she would do that. And now she doesn't do that anymore, but she's still channeling and it's supposedly the same people. So I'm like, is that an artifice? So I, I, I do have this sort of like bias against it, but again, I, I know that that's based on my experience. Cause when my information comes through, I don't turn into a different person. I'm it's just your a- own vocabulary. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm just a conduit. I, I feel like, so at any rate, and, and also because I've seen people on YouTube channel and I'm like, I know about that person and what you just said isn't accurate. So if you were truly channeling that person, they weren't born there, that were they weren't married to that, per- you know, it's like, I know certain facts that if you were really talking for that person, they wouldn't have fed you the wrong stuff, you know? So I am little skeptical, but not the people. And so I have changed that. I've separated that group out from the people who are like, in my mind, a different group, which is the mediums who sit and do the platform reading. And I feel like that has always seemed to be more accurate and authentic to me. But again, I know that I'm a little biased in this. So. Well, first, I think it's great to be skeptical. Skeptical. I certainly am. I don't want to believe every single thing. Um, I just don't, I, I don't think that'd be good for me. Yeah. Um, I don't, I think we have to keep our skepticism and we're seeing through the lens, like you say, you know what your communication is. So it's hard to imagine somebody's exactly. is, is different. so different. Yeah. But as long as you're not a, a, a cynic, right? Who, right. Or a person that goes, your, your mind becomes open, but you have to maybe get a little more information to feel comfortable with. I will always support someone as long as they're not telling people to sell all their stocks or, you know, like abusing it. Like I will always support, like, this is how your information comes through. 
good on you. I support you. You know, it just doesn't resonate with me. Mm. Yeah. And Heather, who have you seen or what have you experienced I've, with uh, mediums? I've seen like Sylvia Brown back in the day, what, in the oh, 90s? Wow. <laughs> wow. wow. So, yeah. Wait, we were went- you like five? No, shut up. I was not. <laughs> so what was your experience? Did you, you were, was it a huge audience? So, you know, and what did you, what huge. did you go was, in expecting Heather at, at that the palladium. time? I was oh, super gosh. excited. I was yeah. amped. So it was huge. The, I mean, to have the palladium completely Jeez. sold out and every chair lined to the walls of just people, it was huge. And it was phenomenal just to listen to her and, and to watch her just channeling spirit and talk to people and people are just like and she Mm. was on the money and it was just it felt invigorating but it also so many times when we seek out mediums it's because we don't trust the our what's coming in for us Mm. so we always seeking outside validation from somebody else that somebody's okay so we wind up handing our power over to somebody else that is such a good point, mm-hmm. to put up, Heather, and it so um, uh, resonates with my my sister had an intention um, on that day was the two year anniversary of when she lost her her beloved pup slash husband. Oh. If you ever seen Lady Hawk, my sister believes that yeah. her, her and her dog were the Lady Hawk. You know, she just loved him so so much, and so it was it was the anniversary that actual day. So she was hoping, you know, he was going to come through. And uh, we didn't get that experience, unfortunately. And so that night I was thinking, I was sad for her because I would have loved that for her. But then I thought, you know, maybe that's a message from him because she had been having a lot of experiences already on her own and a lot of synchronicities um, these these past couple, um, this really this whole month. And I, I text, had texted her and I said, well, you know, I'm sorry he did not come through, but maybe that is the message for you from him that you don't need, right? Like Heather said, that third yeah. party, everything I've been showing you or communicating with is true. And she wrote back, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I was saying on the way home. And I said, see more validation. Um, it's fun to get it. It certainly is. Mm-hmm. But when you realize that you're already getting it and you don't need to seek it, then, right? right it's not disappointing. That's so true what Heather says. Um, and do you think do, do you have to have a certain belief system in order to get to that place, Heather, of where you don't, do you have to have, do you have to have had experience yourself to believe you can talk on your own? How do we encourage people to get that relationship with spirit? I think first be open, mm-hmm. be open. Like you need to, st- you need to open up the door and then allow whatever's to come in and just, but sometimes the feeling is, is that when people want something so bad, it winds up pushing it away. So there's, there's a lot of work involved. From my experience, there has been a tremendous amount of work every day, nonstop for the last five years, I have been trying to hone my gift of talking to spirit, being centered within myself, allowing, you know, the monkey mind chatter to go away. So it does allow spirit to come in. So I mean, sometimes people are graced with like, hit over the head and then all of a sudden they realize that spirit's talking to them so um yeah i do believe the first step is to to open a line of communication with your team i'm big on that because if you just open up the line of communication you know you might not know who you get (laughs) so you know start with your team first say i want an open communication with my team 
and see what happens. And don't expect it to be like a medium coming in and somebody talking to you, talking to you in your head. It could start off with music. It could start off with you, you know, like you, Stephanie, things happen in your, in your physical space that, that, that repeat, you know, it could be a various amount of things and don't limit yourself like, oh, if it doesn't happen in this way, then it's not happening truthfully, you know, this way. Just like, I, like I was telling you guys earlier, you know, we have these ideas of mediums who, like, they hear stuff, they see stuff, and that's how mediums are, and that's how it's going to be. And and I and I realized that this week, like, I see in energetic forms, and that's another way of perceiving spirit. So, like, hello, it's been there for quite some time. This floaty little, like, lava lamp that's been in front of me is an energetic form. And it's, that's how I perceive spirit is in energetic form, not in what the ideal, the other form is, whether it be, you know, like I am human form walking up in front of you. Like I used to be in the beginning when I first opened up my psychic senses and allowed that to come through. Everything was in this, like, was outlined as a person, like a stencil. So that's how I thought it should be. But you know what? It changes. So... That's such a good point to make, Heather. And that's exactly how the medium started her introduction, which I think was was so important, is she talked about what she sees and and what she hears. And she explained it for people maybe who had never been to medium or don't even know about intuitive work, because that is so key to how we think. When we hear people see say, I see and I hear, we believe, well, in the beginning, I certainly did, that they're seeing with their physical eyes. So I didn't see ghosts walking around on a regular basis. So I obviously don't have the, the ability and they hear, and you know, no one's just talking to me out of the blue. And especially the hearing, I I really thought people, and maybe some do, but I really thought like the rocks were talking to them. Yeah. You're going to know God's voice. You're going to know a spirit. You're going to know what have you. And, and like she said, when I talk about, I see, I am not seeing with my physical eyes. Few people do. I am seeing with my third eye. And that's exactly when, you know, when you hear that, that's, if, if anyone could, like, they always give the example, picture an apple, right? You get it in your mind's eye. You know what an apple looks like. That's exactly how it is, at least for me and for some, you know, for many people, how they see. It's just, you just, you just know it's there, right? In your third eye. And the hearing, for the most part, is in your voice. So just like mm-hmm. when you're reading something, you have exactly. your voice, right? That's, that's and that's what you're spirit. hearing. Exactly. Very seldom will it literally be something else. It does happen. Few times. It does happen, right? Few right. times, different yeah. Voice. Yes. But for the most part, it's our voice. And so people block that out thinking, well, then I guess I don't have that either. You know, because no one explains that when they, when the mediums, most of the time, especially in the old days, when it was, it was just them and the rest of us didn't have any intuitive abilities. And I like that she said, um, you know, everyone can do this, start teaching yourself, Mm -hmm. stop. And and the key word, stop doubting yourself Mm -hmm. and trusting yourself, because that's the hardest thing, especially if it happens later in life, right? That if you were not uh, supported or open as a child, then um, all of a sudden you, you start feeling things or sensing things when you're older, you think, well, why now? No, I never had that. How, you know, am I making it up? That's the first thing we think of. And getting that confidence is key to continuing to develop that relationship. Like Heather says, with spirit or just with ourself, yeah. that we can mm-hmm. do this. Uh, we yeah. are communicating. Well, it, you are already 
doing it. You know, it, it's funny. It just comes out. We call it different things. Women's intuition. Mama knows best. I, I often, I watch a lot of murder mysteries on, you know, my British channel. And I always laugh when they have the episode with the psychic on it, right? Because they always <laughs> mock the psychic. And I'm like, what does every great detective do? They walk they into a them. room and they use their intuition to like, look at why is that pencil stub so important to me right now? Well, guess what? That's what a psychic does. It's So I never understood why detectives in the movies and TV shows weren't like, oh, brothers in arm, because they do the exact same thing to anybody else in the room. One plus two equals three to a great detective. One plus two equals 97. And it's the right answer. That's how it is with, um, with, you know, quote unquote, psychic abilities. You start to pay attention to why did I just suddenly get sad? Mm -hmm. Why, why was I suddenly sad? And instead of immediately cheering yourself up or distracting yourself, it's like, wait a minute, am I, did I see something that triggered that? Am I trying to tell myself something? And if you just start without getting a, too loopy and too narcissistic about it, right? Because sometimes, as we were saying earlier, a cigar is a, just a cigar. Sometimes a song is just an earworm. But if you start to pay attention to, oh, why did I, why did that random phrase just come into my mind? What could it mean? Sometimes I'll do that. I'll, I'll say, okay. If I knew the perfect psychic answer, what would it be? And I'll just start telling myself a story. And guess what? A lot of times it pertains to what's going to happen that day. So that's just a couple of ways to play and, and just a gentle reminder that we're doing this every day, all day. Psychics and intuitives just know how to slow down the constant stream of information, conscious and subconscious that's coming at us, coming at everybody. We just are able to slow it down. And that's why meditation is so helpful for me yeah. to slow down what I'm absorbing so I can like see if there's any wheat amongst the chaff, so to speak. And definitely what they have that we most of the time don't have, certainly in the beginning, is the confidence to stand there. And to tell it and do it. And if you've taken any classes, certainly Heather and I have, I don't know um, if you have Angela with intuitive work. Um, it's, it's probably easy. I don't know for you, Heather, if you, if you can recall back to one of your first classes when you just shocked yourself on knowing stuff and oh, it wasn't, yeah. you know, right. We just do a simple meditation and then they throw you in there and yeah. you're getting stuff. I mean, that's how yeah. easy it can be. Like mm -hmm. Heather, when Angela says, when you're in that zone and tuning in, it's there. It's yeah. there for everybody, yeah. right? I absolutely floored myself. Yeah. It was just, I did a cold one where the person just sat down in front of me and I just wrote down words that came to me or like whatever in my mind's eye came to me. And I mean, it was like random stuff, like a tweed recliner. I'm like, tweed recliner, a horse with the painted front, you know? And, and I just said this to the lady and she started crying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh. I'm sorry. She's mm -hmm. like, you were really spot on. And I was like, I was, what do you mean? <laughs> I was like, Versus wow. Yeah. Mm. And that's how simple it can be for anyone to understand the difference of these other people as they continue to believe it and practice it and share it and have the and honor it. to, to yeah. be, to risk being wrong. And, and, and here's the key on being wrong because um, Heather, I'll, I know has been a sitter too. And a sitter is the person who sits for the psychic and the medium oh. to, to request the information, right? That's mm -hmm. your sitter. Mm -hmm. And really a medium and a psychic is only as good as their sitter. Mm -hmm. 
Because mm-hmm. here's here's the situation. And I'll use myself as an example. Uh, when I've gone into um, classes and I'm we take turns, usually one person is a sitter receiving the information and one person is the psychic or medium. And when I've sat there and someone starts up with, okay, I, um, I feel like there's a grandmother presence. Okay. I got two grandmothers in spirit. I go right away thinking which one's going to be. Um, um, I see her by the window. She's cooking. She's looking out the window. I'm like, ah, that's certainly doesn't resonate with one for sure. The other one, maybe. Um, she's got her hair in a, in a tight bun. Okay. No, both of them. No. And I'm going, no. And then she says something else and I'm like, no. So I'm throwing, so this, these no's can be guidance, of course, for the psychic, yeah. or it can just make them feel, you know, cause they're students. This is, these are not professionals. It can make them get scared and then just drop it and move away. Now I'm the sitter and she might be very, very true in what she's saying, but I remember I had two grandmas and I'm only looking at either one. What if that's my great grandmother? Right. I've never thought at the time, I never thought about it, but at at this, uh, at this psychic medium thing, I was thinking about sitters because the information comes at you fast. And if you've already got a profile of who you think it is, you close out everyone else. So yes, that would probably maybe fit my great grandmother, but I'm not thinking of her. So that information that she had, I pushed it away. And now she feels, okay, I don't have any skills or I'm inaccurate. And I'm like, okay, no one wanted to contact me. So the sitter role is super, super important. And that's why I do not want to be called upon, um, especially in a big venue like that, because the psych, the medium was talking very fast. They, you know, they move through fast. So they're throwing things at you. Your head's kind of spinning. You've got everybody watching at you and you don't want to just say yes for the sake but your mind yeah. is already trying to process. And if she, if she would be adamant about it, a name will have, she would say, okay, go home, look it up. I, that's what I know it is. You'll find it out. And then she would move on, but it's a lot of pressure for the sitter. And you're again, if the sitter says no to everything, you've blocked out a medium or a, another student, right. Who's possibly got some good information for you, but it's difficult. It's a responsibility just to sit there and take the information. It, you know, and like with tarot or when I, when I read someone, um, I always meditate on them first. And that's where I get my psychic to hits. And, and then I have the tarot to give me further clarity. Um, but my goal is always to be effective. So I have learned not to personalize a no in the beginning. It's like, Oh, you're just so disappointed because you want to help and you want it to be like, Oh, but I quickly, when I'm in those moments, just for anybody who is a student out there and who's getting no, just this is a refining of how to be more, you know, that may not have been your great grandmother. It might have been a symbol for that student for her so that when she gets that, like, for instance, I just gave a reading the other day and I said, OK, it was four o'clock and it was the golden hour for me, even though the sun is setting I know what that means now. So it's not like, oh, this was taking place, that setting sun. Or if I see certain people show up, I will tell my person now what this means to me is this, unless this is someone that you're seeing. I didn't get that sense. But for me, this is a symbol for. So just to give like some confidence to students, even if you get a no, you might be going, your brain might have gone into the metaphorical. And you were tra- thinking it was a literal. I'm very metaphorical, yeah. very metaphorical. So 
um, have patience and just make, for me, what helps is to make the goal. I want to be effective. I want this person in front of me to come away having been helped in some way, even if it's like nothing I said resonated, but when they went home later, it triggered something and they're better for having had, you know, it's like try to get your ego out and the need to dazzle out. Yeah, that's very true. Heather, have you had an experience where those no's have set you off when you've been doing your uh, classes or anything and you've left defeated, like Angela was saying? I think when past? I did the, when I've done a psychic class, when, when the psychic was, the, the, the medium was, okay, so picture like an elevator because she was trained by Chip Coffee. And so think of an elevator with the, the dial on the front and it's going up to the top floor and you could use that as the future or past, you know, you can use that for metaphorically. And for the life of me, I just could not do it. And I was, I was getting frustrated because I couldn't, I couldn't tap in that way. That just, it wasn't my jam. So I felt very defeated. I was just like, yeah, I'm not a psychic. It's not for me. But then that's when I had, when we switched and we, became the sitter and the, the, you know, the medium back and forth. And I, I excelled at the end. Like that was more my jam than the other way. And I was just like, holy cow, that's phenomenal. Like, yay. <laughs> so I remember, I think it was like last year. I was like, you know, I just don't have those kind of gifts that people have, you know, where they can like see things or whatnot. And then I sat down to meditate on my friend and wrote it down and called her and it resonated. And then we hung up and I was like, I just wish I could like be psychic. Like, and I'm like, wait, Angela. You're like, <laughs> hello. Like you, that you, you, what? Hello. And I can just tell spirits like, are you face plant? Like, come on, really? Um, <laughs> but we take for granted because I was just doing my friend a favor. She wanted me to look at something, some guys. And so I did and here, you know, um, but we take for granted what we naturally do. Like, and yeah. especially if you're a mom or a pet owner or something, and you know what your child or your pet needs and, and, and you can do that, or you know how to guide people. Maybe, you know, you work at the office and you're the one who guides people. It's because you're intuitive and psychic and you know, you're reading people mm -hmm. and you're getting it hits. I, I'm telling you more people, we all have it. More people are doing this. It's just not in the celebrated way. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we doubt it too much. And we, well, for me, it, it there's always like you, you're talking about perhaps there's expectation that's just not good enough, you know, at least yeah. to be uh, really worth discussing or really worth putting the label on yourself. Like I still, I don't, I don't use the word medium for me. I mean, I can, I've had great success in doing my classes, what have you, but I don't, I don't want, I don't want the responsibility of that word. Mm -hmm. So I like to use intuitive, you know, for me. And that's because my belief system cannot accept me being that now. Maybe it never will, or maybe I'm just going to be comfortable with intuitive, you know, have you ever and that's sat fine. With that, Stephanie? Have you ever sat in no. like, the feeling of well, why, I think, why don't yeah, I guess I probably you? have in the past. Um, but it's, it's, and I, you know, what always comes up is I, I know what comes up and it's, it, but I don't know if that's, see, here I go. Here's my doubt. I don't know if that's a story because what has come up, I've had the conversation on an airplane with my friend who was asking me, uh, we were talking intuitive stuff 
And what came up then, I remember in sadness was that I was persecuted in the past. I was deemed a witch and I was, um, you know, I, I can't say I was killed or whatever. I just know I hide from any of that in, in this day and age. I still hide mm-hmm. from it. And I know it's something I'm carrying from the past. Um, I'm very concerned about what people judge at. So now that I take classes and now that I've you know been doing intuitive Reiki, what have you, I'm okay in that circumstance because it's people who are seeking it, but I'm still not okay with it just amongst mm-hmm. the, the naysayers or, or right. What mm-hmm. I think of the, of the judges, um, because there's that fear of perhaps something that haunts me, or is that a story I made up? I mean, well, but here's the thing. I have that feeling too. Yeah, Heather has that feeling. Yeah. I think a lot of us have, and it's what keeps me from being the path clear, you know, the pathfinder. I'd rather, yeah. I think that's why I'm so guided to help the healers teach the teachers, you know, like I give readings to the readers, right? It's in the safe zone, if you will, right? Because they yeah. aren't ever going to persecute me. They aren't, you know what I mean? It's like, and also you. because I feel yes. like they give so much, they rarely receive. So I feel called to do that, but I know it's my work around because I have the same fear you do. And I do feel it, it, it's a f- former life because I have had just, just that panic that I'm going to be harmed mm-hmm. consciously awake mm-hmm. panic that I'm going to be harmed. Wow. And that's not from this lifetime, yeah. Yeah. not wow. from childhood trauma, anything like that. So I, I, I validate that. Yeah. I know for me, when I, when I, Cause I, I, like you, Angela, I like to work with the healer, the healer's healer kind of. Mm -hmm. And, but for me, it's articulating to somebody that doesn't understand, understand the spirit world. And for me, and I don't want to say I want to, I don't want to dumb it down, but to me, and here comes my lack that comes up because I think I can't articulate to somebody that doesn't understand the field. Like when I talk to Brian about stuff and he's like, okay, hang up, back up. And so, and he's, he's great because he is nothing spiritual about anything. He's just, nope, what? No, there's no such thing as a ghost. Like, what are you talking about? Nope. I didn't see that person pop up behind you. So (laughs) he, he's just, it's not his jam. So when I talk to him about stuff, it just blows his mind. And he's like, wait a minute. And it helps me kind of articulate in a fashion where somebody can understand. So, but to go back, I don't, I don't want to have to, to pussyfoot around the bush in order to tell somebody that whatever I'm coming, whatever's coming through is like metaphysical. I just don't want to do it. It's like, I've had enough of that. So yeah. how do you get how do you get over that hump for you? What what are what are what tools are you using now or have you've already because you're like it's still the process I'm of still, getting yeah. more confident, more secure, right? Yeah, and, just, and having courage. I sit with the lack. I sit with the lack and mm-hmm. I don't want to try to fix the lack. I just sit with it. And I'm like, okay, right now it's I'm sitting in my lack. So this is okay. And it's okay too. And then I find out, you know, sometimes it's a past life that comes up and I'm like, okay, what do you want to do past life? And they're like, I want to come home. And I'm like, well, come home. Cause you know, and then all of a sudden I completely, it changes, you know, they, they, they come home and then, then I'm not in lack in this area anymore. So it's just facing it for me. It's, it's facing and sitting in that area. That is a, um, a core, a core belief. So either one of you think it's more difficult to be open amongst people, uh, your family and friends than it is with strangers 
or vice versa? Who do you feel more comfortable with? It depends for me. Oh, it does depend like, for you. Yeah. Like for my mom, she, because she actually hears my team talking out in the living room when I'm sleeping. Wow. So she's like, yeah, they were so noisy last night. I'm like, sorry, we were busy talking, you know, but she can actually hear it. And my mom have, and I have had telepathic communications before mm-hmm. together. So, and I mean, there's that, but I go to my dad's side and my stepmom's side and they're just like, what are you talking about vibrations for? And they get very defensive and I'm like, okay, Ooh. you don't want to wake up. That's okay. You don't have to, you, you just go dream in your dream and I will leave you alone and I don't need to push that on you. It's, it's, that's not for me to do. And, but a stranger out there, I know a stranger can take it or leave it and just leave it by the wayside if they don't. But my family's like, explain yourself. I'm like, uh Oh, <laughs> Doing the devil's work, you Heather. Yeah, I feel again. Um, uh, <laughs> you know, especially if your family has known you as you know a certain one way. A person, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. And I, and I don't blame them. It's hard yeah. to then. Oh wait, okay. Now now you're intuitive. I mean, you know, and maybe yeah. they always had little glimpses of it. But it's sometimes it's hard to change. Um, either it's their beliefs or in defense or you question kind of almost like Angela was talking about earlier that channeling like. Okay, now you don't have to channel, but there's that belief that you're trying to be someone you're not. And and especially because with them, it's very hard. And I, I use the word proof. You, you have to, because everyone's looking for proof. It's hard to prove to them unless they've seen you with strangers because you know all their information. There's nothing yeah. you could tell them, right? For the most part, you know, their personality, you know, uh, their life. Um, they have to see you with strangers in order to accept that. And, and luckily, my, uh, one of my sisters who went to many classes with me has, so I had her support in it, which was really very, very helpful, right? Because she's the only one, um, yeah, she's the only one who's, who's. well, I guess uh, my family has ever seen me actually uh, partake with the, in a student class and have answers or see people cry or what have you. Um, so that helped me a lot, but it still keeps me very small in my family. Hmm. Um, and are you not the oldest? Yes, I am. Yeah. You are the oldest girl. You got to rock that. I'm the oldest. And I'm like, this is, you know, I've always been like the more creative <laughs> and going down a different path when I thought I wanted to act. Um, and I just totally cut you off. I'm so sorry. No, it's um, fine. What, what, what were you going to say? What, what is the- so for me, I just used a lot of humor because I've always been spiritual studying religion, like there was, that was a need I had. And I was always curious about witchcraft and all this. And so for, as adult, when I was like, okay, this is actually how I'm crafting my life. It's not just something I'm curious in. I actually read cards. I actually believe in crystals. So, you know, at first everybody's making fun. I kind of hit it. And then I just kind of leaned into being the oldest and I would just like make a huge, joke of it at first like well you know me and the woo-woo but blah 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 but then even though you joke and you call it woo-woo when you have that crystal of truth that you know is going to land I would just keep doing that and now they just know and I don't force it on them but it's like I just bring up the way I do with my boss like so this is a really like a tower card moment and blah 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 blah. and then I'll then I'll go on (laughs) to support it but I just like work it in to my language and I don't give them the chance to poo-poo. And if they crack jokes, I, I take it with good humor, 
but I'm very honest with like, if I have, if they're asking me for my opinion and they're asking me for advice, I'm very honest with where this advice is coming from. And it's giving me the skill over the years to learn how to, it's almost like, you know, Spanglish or Franklish, you know, when people use, mix up the words from two different languages, it's kind of like that. Um, I just start bringing it in and I'm, I'll mention the tarot and then I'll move on with some facts. And I just know how to pepper the conversation to keep them comfortable enough to hear the message. And I don't ever try to convert them. And they know that people are comfortable with the fact that I will never try to convert them. So then it's just a fun um, conversation, but that's taken years, but you got to lean into being the oldest. What's the point of being the oldest? If you can't, you know what you're when the whole time it was a point, the whole time you're talking, I, I just had such an epiphany as I normally do. Right. When you guys are talking, because um, as you were talking about some of the, how you own it and step into it and, and not going to allow the naysayers at least to take you over, but you're not going to force it upon them. You know, there's been, there's been nobody naysaying me. There's been only support. My sisters are into crystals and we've gone to psychics since we were young. We're all on the same boat. It's a projection I have. Uh, I just see that now. It's a projection I have because I can't accept myself changing. And I've just, I just realized now I've put upon them because it makes it feel more comfortable. It makes it feel whatever the hell it makes it feel. So that's going to be something. That's huge. It is huge. huge. I feel like if I was a therapist, I'd be like, I earned my money. (laughs) You did. You did. And it's all you. You always do. You always do. Um, That's huge. I know. I know. And, you know, it makes me feel sad too. Like then I'm, you know, here, I'm not blaming them, you know, but I'm, I'm letting my projection of what I think they're thinking be my obstacle. And that's so unfair. It's unfair to both them and us, me, you know, um, Mm -hmm. for whatever reason. Um, Yeah. So use, that was a very good subject that you brought up and said, because it brought such clarity, brought such clarity. I shouldn't even, I mean, okay, I'm not gonna say I shouldn't have brought it up, but I brought it up because it's, again, it's a belief. I, I, I said, it's harder in front of your family because I, I, I'm believing that it's harder instead of my family, instead of accepting them to be my support system, system and lift me up, which I, I've had this all the time, but I've kept myself small because, you know, it's what I do because it was easier to have a story. Good God. Always ladies. You always have the uh, crack open. Here's another layer. But is that amazing? That must be the what? biggest onion in the world. Let's see what we can crack so Stephanie open today. Oh, girl. You want to talk onions. <laughs> I'm an artichoke. You'll never get to my heart. You're an artichoke? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot to unpack there. But um, isn't it amazing? That was all you. Like how much in our life? Now, sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's you're with a toxic person. Sometimes, you know, we can't try to wrestle control and say everything is us, but so much of what we create in our world. Yeah. Is us just the power? Yeah, just the power of our own mind. Like, as sort of knock you off as that was, Stephanie. How empowering that is to realize. Okay, I can change from within. Exactly. That's that's. I love that. I love moments like that. And that's so cute. So key is I can change, like you say. So we take in these projection that I was putting on, you know, on my family. 
are those around me. However, whoever I want to include in that group, you put in the past life fear that I say comes up and, you know, now that it's there, I can identify it and, and heal it together to see if I can launch myself. What if it doesn't into... need healing? Pardon? Just, what if it just, what if it doesn't need healing? Does what if it you need don't, healing? What Ooh. if you saw it, you didn't see it as being broken? Wow. Yeah. Using the word healing Ooh. means there's something wrong with it. Like a Heather, more <laughs> head explosions. <laughs> okay. So if it doesn't need to be healed, but I know it's a block, what does it need to be? What, what, do, what do I do with it then, Heather? I think you've already, you've already, you've already busted away the block. You knew mm. exactly what it was. Okay. Your block that kept on stopping you was right. your projection on your family, your sister. Right. Like they don't support me. Yeah. Well, you just blew that block away of like, yeah. now I'm aware. That's what needed to happen. Awareness. Awareness. So you awareness. sat mm. with that because you immediately within those few seconds, you sat with the uncomfortableness of realizing it was all you. And that's what it took to quote unquote heal. You know, you release this block because you just, you just saw it. So look at it now as, wow, you know what? It didn't need to be healed because it was just, just needed awareness, basically. Mm -hmm. awareness, which goes back to Angela's word last week, right? When we were talking about awareness. I am awareness. Mm -hmm. And to build on what Heather's saying, I think sometimes we, what you might be calling healing is actually as the situation comes up and you find yourself playing that old tape, the awareness is, Oh, that's not true. Mm. This is true. So you just have to take a moment and to have this point, it's been healed. It's just a new habit that has Resetting to be formed. Right. Just, that's all. Yeah, like, okay. yeah. It's not a limb that was broken that needs healing in that way. Right. It's just, it's a, it's a reconfiguration. It's a rewiring of the brain. Some releasing of karmic because you're doing something over and over again, not realizing what's happening. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Wow. Ladies. <laughs> See, and where, like, you know, this is perfect though, Stephanie, yeah. because, you know, for our listeners, where are you placing blame or, you know, putting it on somebody else? And then you can just turn it around and look at you saying, it's been me all along because I'm not comfortable sitting and looking at myself that way. Mm -hmm. So it validates the story when you're able to take, right? The external and say, see mm -hmm. them too. And so that can't be this, or it's not right. I'm this because internally you don't believe it. So you need the validation for the outside to support it. Otherwise you got to face it and stand in it and accept exactly. that this yeah. is yeah. right. Yep. And there's your awareness and, and releasing. Mm -hmm. Wow. Big day today, ladies. <laughs> I'm blown. <laughs> I can see clearly now. I can see clearly now. No, that's there was another song. <laughs> <laughs> we'll end it with another earworm for today's. Maybe that's what we should do. Stephanie. Every every session, every uh, a show, we end with an earworm. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have to pay royalties on each yeah. one. Oh, yeah. We yeah. can only <laughs> sing so many bars of the earworm. That's it. That's all we can afford. That's it. No. <laughs> All right, listeners. Well, we're so we're so thankful that you have taken the time to listen to us today. We like to thank you for tuning in to the Three Intuitive Healers podcast show. We hope you're able to find the healing magic within. Thank you for listening to us on the Three Intuitive Healers podcast show. Remember, when we open ourselves to healing, we positively affect our environment. 
This podcast represents the opinion of the three intuitive healers and their guests to the show. The content should not be taken as medical or psychological advice and is for informational and entertainment purposes only. Each person is unique, so please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Views and opinions expressed in this podcast are our own and do not represent that of our places of work. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we share is accurate, no guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made in this podcast.